Welcome to Mr. Bait and Switch. Ghost stories to keep you and your organization alive. Each of these stories is written to reflect on life-giving insights, but you have to figure out what the insight is that will keep you alive. For more information and reflection and discussion questions, go to spacepainter.com. And now, let's get to our next story. Down the Stairs, written and read by J. Thomas Sparrow. Cool Concepts was an ad agency that had moved into its new office about a month ago. They had a six-month lease with an option to buy. The place was great, except for the rats, or whatever they were. That's why the Cool Concepts owner had not purchased the property. She wanted to see how things went for the first six months. On the first Friday of every month, the entire staff went out to lunch together. This time, though, Melinda wasn't feeling well, and so she stayed at the office as everyone else left. When the last person went through the front door, the place was suddenly silent. Melinda realized it was the first time she was alone in the building. It was a 140-year-old storefront in amazingly good condition, perhaps because it had been vacant most of its existence. None of the staff had actually seen a rat, but there were two unoccupied apartments above the storefront. Two weeks ago, a guy moved into one of them. He didn't even make it through one night. Something had attacked him, and his face and arms had ragged cuts in them. Melinda had heard him say, I swear it wasn't a rat. One of Melinda's co-workers had said that she was told that the previous tenant had brought a shaman into the building to get rid of an evil spirit that dwelled there. The shaman had said that the ghost-like creature was ancient and lived in the soil below the building. It was angry that people had built upon its land. No one really believed that story, but now that Melinda was in the building by herself, she felt a tingle of discomfort. She went into the kitchen. It was February and dreary. She turned on the little space heater. She wished she had worn pants today. Her legs were cold. Melinda turned on the electric kettle. Suddenly the space heater, the lights, and the kettle all went dead. Damn, she thought. The circuit must be blown. She knew exactly where the circuit breaker was located. It was in the creepy basement. There was a trap door in the hallway which led to the basement. Melinda pulled the ancient metal handle and propped the door up next to the wall. She peered into the darkness below. The light switch for the basement was located on the pillar at the bottom of the stair. Melinda pulled free the flashlight that was held onto the bottom of the basement door. She turned it on. A strong beam emanated from its glass lens. She stepped down onto the first step. She counted the steps. 
10, 11, 12, 13. She thought to herself, who makes a staircase with 13 stairs? Melinda did not think she was brave. In fact, she was so nervous that sometimes even answering a phone call was difficult for her. Opening her own closet door late at night could give her the shivers. Yet she was pragmatic. She needed the kitchen to have electricity. She pressed through her fear and walked down the steps. As she reached the sixth step, a spider web caught Melinda's face. She cringed and quickly wiped it off her face and hair, trying to free herself from the sticky threads. She continued down the basement steps. With high hopes, she flicked the switch for the light. Nothing happened. Instant disappointment. She wondered, how many things can be on the same circuit? Melinda shined the flashlight around the basement. The walls were made of stacked limestone, filled with cracks that were perfect for spiders and anything that needed a nest in a dark room. The floor was made of stone as well, but because of flooding over the years, the sediment that lay on top of the stone made it a dirt floor. It was littered with nails, yellow newspapers, a coil of wire, and four small bundles of what appeared to be sage or some other herb. She walked quickly across the basement to get to the door of the room with the electric panel. Her feet made a squishing sound with each step. As she put her hand on the clammy doorknob, she was overcome by the smell of the basement. It brought her back to the yard at her parents' home. There was a stump in the backyard that had this smell. The smell was of things rotting underground. She wondered what was rotting in this basement. At her childhood home, Melinda remembered walking past the rotting stump holding her nose. That smell made her sick to her stomach. She complained about it to her parents and her grandmother. Then one day, she and Granny dug all around the stump. They wore bandanas over their nose. Granny hooked a chain to the stump and pulled it out of the ground with the truck. They found a dead animal wedged under the roots. They hauled it to the dump. After that, the smell was gone. Now, in the dark basement, her stomach was sick from the putrid smell as she opened the door. It was a stone room, a chamber, really. Shining the light on the electric panel, she stepped towards it. The smell caused her to put one of her hands over her nose. With a slight creak, the door behind her shut. She stepped back to it and pushed it open. Again, the door creaked shut. Melinda ignored it and went back to the panel. The door of the circuit breaker was already open. With the beam of the flashlight, she searched the little glass bubbles until she saw the one that had turned red. She placed her hand on the black lever and pulled it down and then up. At just that instant, her flashlight fell from her hand. She was suddenly engulfed in darkness.
She bent down and put her hand on the slimy ground, hoping that she would touch the flashlight. She didn't feel the flashlight and began to move her hand about the mushy, cold floor, searching for it. Her stomach churned from the rotting smell of the room and the discomfort of touching the floor. She felt something brush by her face. She screamed. That sound of terror was amplified in the small stone room, which startled her, so she screamed again. Stay calm, stay calm, find the flashlight. She felt something touching her leg. She screamed again and fell onto her backside. A stinging pain on top of her hand, then another on her forearm. She was being attacked. She let out a series of sobs and backed herself across the floor into a corner. She felt spider webs and then a spider crawl across her cheek. She put her hands over her face. The backs of her hands were being bitten. She shook them around her head, but she couldn't feel what was biting her. Whatever it was, it didn't seem to have a body. This was clearly not a rat. As she cowered in the corner, something flashed through her mind, a sign that she had seen in Colorado. What to do if attacked by a wild animal? Fight back. Melinda let out a scream, a mixture of fear and adrenaline. She began to punch and kick the air. Then she thought, I have nails, too. She bared her nails and began to slice her fingers through the room. She felt her stomach being scratched. Melinda yelled, Leave me alone! She began to spit in the air. She slashed her nails through the darkness. Whatever was attacking her seemed to suddenly back off. Melinda began to slide across the uneven stone wall toward the door. She pushed through the cobwebs, moving her hands and feet, keeping her back against the wall. She came to the door. It swung open, and she fell through. She righted herself and ran towards the stairwell. She flipped the light switch on, and the basement was ablaze with fluorescent light. She heard a low howl, like an animal in pain. Melinda felt sick as she saw her bloody arms and legs. She was covered in the slime of the floor. Spider webs were on her clothes. Up the steps. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. On her ankle, a tug and a bite. She kept going. Eight, nine, ten. It pulled her back. She fell onto her knees. Nine, eight, seven. She was being dragged down back into the basement her stomach against the steps. She flipped herself over so that she was sitting on the steps. She screamed, let go. She kicked, punched in the air, and started back up the steps. Eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve. Pain swept over her, one more intense bite on her leg. She kicked like a mule and rose up out of the basement. She slammed the trap door shut. She raced to the front door and stumbled outside. There was blood all over her body as she stood shivering in the cold. One thought kept going through her mind. We will dig that thing.
thing out of the ground and be done with it forever. Thanks for listening to Mr. Bait and Switch, ghost stories to keep you and your organization alive. Remember, to see reflection and discussion questions, go to spacepainter.com. This podcast is brought to you by Resounding Source Audio.